0: So, uh, because this is all sorts of special, and this is Totally Original Geek News Podcast, episode 30, and we have a guest, so I'm just going to introduce ourselves first, instead of blathering like we do normally in nonsense. My name is Andrew McDonald. And I'm Sam Harper. And the third gentleman who asked uh, if I could introduce him, could I not introduce him as the person who said that 2020 was going to be the greatest year ever? (laughs) RIP Nana, Mike Smith.
1: Hello. Hey, everybody.
0: I'm sorry I tried to rip you off.
1: That's okay. That's uh really I ripped off the joker like so you like it's secondly a, a double rip off that's uh, is going on there. Uh, that jo- that joke what? That joke will be retired at the end of this year, I promised Mike, because I always introduce him that same way every episode, and uh, he hates the Joker, and uh, that's why I thought it was funny. <laughs> but it's, it's starting to get like increasingly more difficult to figure out new ways to do I, it. I
0: was going to say, I had to compliment you, because you do come up with a new way every time, Yeah, and knowing that he hates it makes it extra sweet.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, like 2020, that, that was the goal, to have it every week. And then 2021, I'll find a new format, or I might just go back to just making it up a different thing every week. We'll see what happens. Uh, Or I can find a new thing that Mike hates.
0: That's Uh. what I'm thinking. It's probably the best thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) Find a new way to introduce him. Yes. terrible. You know, like, if I were going to introduce my wife to people, and I wanted to introduce her in a way that she hated, I would have to introduce her probably in some way related to Kung Pao. Like,
1: you know. (laughs) <laughs> this is is this something. See, I feel like I would always go for the Borat voice. I would be like, and this is my oh. wife. <laughs> that would work. Actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the quickest way yeah. to a divorce. <laughs> that works the best. <laughs> uh, so Samuel... <laughs> I was just, how are you i'm good i was just you know letting <laughs>
2: watching you guys riff and like i don't know where to add in
0: <laughs> well as you said this is you know this is actually the first time I'm actually seeing mike face to face other That's than true. text messages yeah yes uh you know Yeah. Sam, and hearing but... him and his melodious voice on mike and can mike <laughs> go to the movies right yeah and Sam, sam's been the on the, the podcast a couple of
1: times you've never uh, you've never made it over there
0: no no he knows i'm extremely bitter about that because, <laughs>
1: and
0: honestly it eats away at me just a little bit every time he gets on. Well, no. Time.
2: We see we're more late owls and, you know, night owls and they are like a little more early so we just keep scheduling. I, sure. I would make it work. I would make it
0: just, work. It just, it kills me still every time. Every time you're there. Yeah, we'll figure like, it out. Could have been me. <laughs>
1: we'll figure it out it's been weird because like you know since the pandemic started like our our podcast has mostly just been us like dicking around uh like you know we used to have like a format where it was like every week it's like okay we're gonna do discussions and then we're gonna do the movie review and then we're gonna do the post movie review thing and then it's like oh there's no more movies okay so we gotta figure out something else Uh,
0: (laughs) that's fair i mean our podcast i feel like is mostly us dicking around but
1: I mean, I, I, I mean, try 98% to bring structure to it. Ninety-eight of are probably dicking around. You do, so
0: you do. You bring far more structure to it than I do. Um, <laughs> but I, I do look up to them as kind of our gold standard. They, they, they oh. are the wing beneath my wings. I want to be like them when I grow up.
1: Thank you. I, I've always I, wanted to be compared to Bette Midler, and now I have. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, She's the one who's saying that, right? I'm not making. that
0: up. No, like I think, I think so.
1: I think you're right.
0: <laughs> I think that's right. I think that's right. <laughs> I yeah. feel like she's hanging the, the yeah. other one. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I can't think of who the other one is. So it's Bette Midler. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There we go. We'll go with that.
0: <laughs> so, Sam, what you been looking at?
2: Oh. Uh, so, I have not watched anything recently, but I have read a bunch of comics because a bunch of comics came out. Um, hmm. First up, uh, X Factor number five. This was basically the team just hanging out in the Boneyard, which is their. Uh, I guess castle that they live in because you know, kind of. Yeah, it's everyone has their own floor. It's a uh, it's pretty bitching, actually, um. But yeah, it was a lot of mutants just hanging out. Um, the the Hellions, the Hellion class team, and the new the new new mutants team from the older days of uh before decimation. They finally got to reunite for the first time, except for Rockslide because he is now an infant. I guess because yes. he got revived in Kokoroa. All of this sounds very fancy, but really what you need to know is that um, they were having a party, and they were having a lot of fun, like making out and getting drunks, and I'm pretty sure Dakin hooked up with Polaris, but we're going to get confirmed about that a couple of issues yeah. later. And yeah, it was a good time. Uh, I really like this comic. Uh, X-Factor is showing another side of Coca-Cola that I didn't get to see, I mean, other than the fighting and the creating new rules. Uh, a team that's just focused on the resurrection, which I think is cool. So, yeah, uh, i like to see what's coming from it. Uh, Spoiler alert, the ending, it ended with Siren dying. And it's kind of weird because it looks like she fell and she can fly.
0: Siren is the daughter of Banshee.
2: Yeah. Yeah, she has the same deal, same power, same all that stuff. Um, But she, she can fly and it looks like she fell to her death. So that's something wrong with that probably.
0: Really fast. Mike, are you reading any X-Men comics at all?
1: No, I, uh, I used to be like pretty into the modern like Marvel comics in like 2014, 2015. Uh, and then the last couple of years I got a subscription to Marvel unlimited. Uh, and basically I haven't read any current like new comics at all. Uh, but what instead I've been doing is just like reading from the beginning from like the early sixties and just like seeing how far I can, seeing how far I can go. Just like replicating the experience of being a fan of the sixties and seventies. Uh, and so far I'm in like 1972, uh, so it's gonna be like a long time before I get to X Factor mm. number five from uh, tw- from twenty twenty, but I look forward to getting to it in like ten to fifteen years. Uh, it's gonna be okay. great. It's so, gonna be great. Assuming
0: know, assuming that Alzheimer's makes you forget, <laughs> uh, just so you know, uh, what's going on in the comic books right now is that yep. mutants have their own island. They basically live there, creating their own laws and rules, and they've figured out a way to basically resurrect any mutant who's ever been alive. Okay, so. That's what you do. If you die, Professor X has a backup of your brain probably from yesterday. They will bring you back to life and you just keep going on.
1: Okay. So Siren's probably still going to continue yeah, in some. He's going to
0: more than likely be back next issue. That's okay. the
1: whole point of X-Factor. They
2: investigate if the person's actually dead and then show why how they died and then they can get confirmation and bring them back because you don't want to bring back somebody from the dead and they're not actually dead. So you'll have like two of them coming around and that's like a cardinal yeah. sin, so That's the whole job of X-Factor.
1: Gotcha. Yeah.
2: But yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, next is Hellion number seven. Basically, this is just picking up where the Exoswords uh, series finished off with uh, Mr. Sinister killing his entire team, and then we're having them revived after crying about how he he sacrificed so much for them, and he wants his people revived, and blah blah blah. But you know, he's just doing shady shit and collecting DNA. Um, apparently, when you die in the in the other well, in the other world, you don't come like back. Who? I guess. Well, when you yeah. die in Otherworld, you don't come back right and you pretty much start from scratch. But if you die in Arco, you basically come back like a Saiyan. Like, if you get killed, you come back yes. stronger and like more leaner, and your body's set for a starvation diet. It's very like brutal, primal, super fighting yeah. in that place. But uh, yeah, uh, Wild Child and Nanny came back and they're like super beat face and they're like destroying smiley machines and all that stuff. We find out what Psylocke is working. I mean, sorry, Kwana? uh
0: Yes, Kwanan.
2: Yeah, quanin is working for Mister Sinister because her daughter is in his is in his care, and she'll do whatever he says because she has his daughter. So, um, that's cool. Uh, Alex still wants off the team. Uh, so,
0: I, I mean, Cyclops' brother, Havoc. Yeah, I keep talking. Is everyone, I feel like I keep talking as if everyone say comics. something. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to do this. But I feel like we should not talk about X Men anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because I'm hearing it and I'm thinking this sounds like madness. No one knows what's going on.
1: <laughs> no, you could say that about X Men pretty much since the 70s, though. It's a, yeah,
0: like, it feels like it's an impossible thing to describe. Yeah, right now. it's such it a weirdly
1: a complex thing. Like, like even in the Marvel stuff, which is generally like weirdly complex, the X Men is like an extra. You know, layer exactly. of nonsense. Because right now
0: you're talking about Psylocke, but technically you're talking about Japanese Psylocke, who's now been separated from British Psylocke's mind, and now is original Japanese Psylocke, whose daughter died, but Sinister has her DNA in a jar so he could revive her on this island because her daughter was also a mutant. Because that happened in a side story where she was going to save her from another mutant who had taken her and was using her. See, see it's it Falling sounds. This direction. is ridiculous.
1: <laughs> you said that sounds like the we... ravings of a madman. Is, is Yeah, I don't know. We right can, right can talk about X Men. <laughs> you know what? You're right. I think I'm just gonna. I'm not sure <laughs> just... we can do it anymore.
0: Don't we might have to not. <laughs> we
2: might have to refigure. You know what? I actually, um, uh, Batman Catwoman number one. Uh, basically, this is a a story that's taking place in the past, present and future. we get to see Catwoman when she first started dating Batman uh, currently now where they're dealing with the uh, phantasms a missing person's case from the phantasm and in the future where Batman has died and she, I guess she's gonna go kill the Joker. Uh, yes but that's yeah what it like. it's, it's a lot of uh, top, it's a lot of jumping back and forth, some interesting dialogue between characters like Catwoman and Joker and Batman Catwoman. And Batman and the Phantasm, and a lot of also a lot of sex, too. There's a lot of sex in this comic, so um,
0: yeah, comics are growing up.
2: Pick it up, That's what happens. and last nice. th- but last not least, DC's number six. Um, for just real quick, basically, this is Marvel Zombies version for DC. It's really freaking good. If you haven't read it, please read it and please read all the side stories because this is the first time I'm saying this. Every bit of this is good, even every little side side story really? one-offs every, every bit of it is good tom taylor knows what wow. the hell he's doing i nice. kudos he's rising in my favorite list trust me um this is the second to last issue uh basically we find out what uh john constantine's been planning this entire time collecting all these magical items he's gonna basically fight everyone with his superpowers he's got shazam's powers he's got fate's powers he's got uh who else's power? he's got the Sorry,
0: he's got all the magic powers,
2: all the magic powers, pretty much all the major magic yeah. items he's gotten in possession of. And he's gonna go fight Trigon because Trigon's come to burn all the zombies off the planet because they're keeping him from getting some fresh, fresh souls. Oh, and don't forget, uh, Mizo androids are coming to kill everyone, and the, all the good guys have just finally found a cure for the zombie virus. And also, don't forget, Dark Side is just become a zombie and he's on all new Genesis killing everything. And also don't forget that Superman has zombie Superman has been sitting in the sun for five years absorbing sun rays. So all of this is going to come <laughs> to head probably soonish. Or we're going to get right. a spin-off. Who knows? But yeah, I'm here for it. Nice. And cool. that is what I've been looking at.
0: Okay. Mine is going to be short. Yeah, I figure. Because now we've decided comic <laughs> books are untenable to talk about. Yeah. So I'm going to make it. Uh, definitely shorter even though sadly it's still comic book related sure Uh, so real fast Daredevil 25 came out Daredevil went to jail plain and simple he got sloppy he accidentally killed someone and we've spent the last year watching him deal with police chasing him and other things and now he's finally decided he deserves to go to jail so he went to jail he's gonna get to keep his mask on and uh, Electra his girlfriend tries to break him out and he basically says nope you're a murderer I gotta serve my time I gotta do this and now she wants to prove she's better than what he thinks of her and so she has now become the new Daredevil in Hell's Kitchen so Elektra is now Daredevil in the Marvel Comics. We'll see how that goes.
1: Nice, and, and, where, and where I'm at in Marvel Comics, Electra hasn't even been introduced yet. So there you go. <laughs> so she's not <laughs> I, even. A I got a solid ten to fifteen years before that.
0: He's still in a <laughs> yellow and red costume. <laughs> wow.
1: No, he's he's past because that. He's blind past guy that. Who that made. was that okay. was early sixties. Now we're in early seventies. Uh, now <laughs> at this point in seventies Daredevil comics, which I'm at, uh, Daredevil is in a relationship with Black Widow, uh, oh, who is like just, mm-hmm. who they kind of been fighting crime together, and then they just broke it off because. Uh, Matt Murdock and Karen Page like reunited, and they realized they loved each other. Uh, but Karen Page is, like a famous movie actress now, and then she leaves for L.A. And so now Matt Murdock doesn't mm-hmm. have Karen Page doesn't have Black Widow. But I think Black Widow is still like co-stars in the comics for like the next twenty issues or something that I'm reading. Uh, and then because she had like her own solo comic, and then like she was, and then that didn't work out, so she was in <laughs> this. Uh, and then I think after that, I don't know exactly what they do. I'm excited to find out what happened in 1970s <laughs> Marvel comics. Okay.
0: Sounds good. Gerdo <laughs> has clearly been solid for about 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got Mom's Season 8. Or Mom's Season 8. That's uh, the Alice and Janie. Um, now her name is slipping me. Uh, uh, Anna Faris. Uh, Anna Faris TV show from Chuck Lorre on CBS. Uh, Anna Faris has stepped out of that show. So now it's basically. Has she really? She did. Season 8. She decided she wasn't going to return. Huh. So now it's basically all the characters. And Alice and Janie pretty much. Has now become the
1: lead. Isn't the whole plot of the show like Anna Faris like reuniting with her yeah. mom, which is Alison Janney? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay.
0: And now at this point in the show, Anna Ferris's character has been going to college and she's attending law school, and so she has left to attend law school. She's left to go be the house
1: bunny, and exactly, exactly. That's the spinoff. That's the mom was a prequel to the house bunny this whole time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly,
0: but so now it's Alison Janney's show, and honestly, it's uh still perfectly fine honestly yeah Alison Janney is a hell of an actress she carries pretty much anything she's put in to do and this show has always been strangely dark to me because it's basically just a show about a bunch of alcoholics who've done drugs and robbed people and done things trying to be better people now and not backslide into their habits with Anna Ferris's character typically being the one who backslides the most all the time so you know it's an interesting show I probably won't get more than a season or two more but nah, you know Still fun. Nice.
1: Yeah, that's actually... It's been running... I didn't realize it was season eight. It's, that's a lot longer yeah, than season I thought eight. it was running. Exactly. Yeah, it's
0: crazy. Yeah. It is a little nuts. And last but not least, uh, Fortnite, which has consumed my life, I stepped back into it for the Marvel season because they had a bunch of Marvel characters, and I thought, well, this will be a thing, and now I'm still playing.
1: It was a thing. Um, you were right. It
0: was a thing. <laughs> we got to fight Galactus in the Fortnite universe. He Ooh. tried to ke- come and eat the universe, and we drove him back out, and now... Fortnite is basically becoming the nexus for all things pop culture. Yeah. Because right now, the whole thing is they've revealed that this whole island construct is called the loop. And it seems like it's supposed to be basically Groundhog's Day for everyone playing it. That's why you always die and you come back and you jump out of the plane again. But in the same time, it's like the nexus for everything. So right now, The Mandalorian is in it because this season is all about the greatest hunters in history coming to help this main character in the Fortnite lore hide something back away so that no one gets out of the loop and they can find what they need to so already the Mandalorians there and we've now had uh kratos revealed to also be a part of the season yeah and supposedly the next person is going to be master chief from halo because it's the greatest hunters in history that's
1: nuts how do they i mean that's so that's so much licensing rights to get for all these characters and all like cross console and everything that's nuts
0: I mean, they've done deals with DC, they've done deals with Marvel, they've done deals now with Sony and,
1: yeah. do, you know. Do you think when Thor and was playing Disney? Fortnite in Avengers Endgame, he was playing the Marvel version of Fortnite? <laughs> Fortnite. He might have been playing him. He, he might have been, been playing, playing as Thor, that's why he started yeah. playing Fortnite. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Somewhere in the back of his mind, he was like, I remember when we went to the Fortnite world, I'm going to play this <laughs> game now. And that, that, was, that was the whole thing. Yeah. But, uh so yeah now it's it sucked me back in with the season i was like i don't care about star wars that much i'm not gonna play and then it's like oh kratos and master chief might be in and i was like motherfucker take my money <laughs> <laughs> god damn it <laughs> so i'm playing I'm, yeah. I'm gonna play later tonight i can guarantee it nice uh, but that oh wait no wait i'm sorry there's three of us Oh yeah. what are you looking at mike there is three of us holy shit what have you seen this week? TV, movies, et uh,
1: Yeah, briefly, I guess uh, just uh, I've, I've been trying to do a lot of a 2020 catch up on movies, um, because even though it seems like, like I said before, there have been no movies in 2020. In actuality, there have been movies, but there mm-hmm. just hasn't been theaters to show them. Uh, so there have mm-hmm. been a lot of like really interesting independent and art house movies that have popped up on video on demand and streaming services and stuff. So like l- last month and this month, I'm like accelerating, like trying to watch everything I missed. Throughout the year, because like I skipped a lot of them because they were like twenty bucks at the time or whatever, and now a lot you can mm-hmm. rent a lot of them for five or they're available on like for free on streaming. Uh, so yeah, just watching a couple of movies. Uh, the Assistant, which is on Hulu, is a, is a very good uh, independent movie directed by Kitty Green, uh, who, which is about like this just twenty uh, something female assistant like the day in her life in like the uh, like a New York based film production company and kind of the seedy underbelly of uh, what that represents. You can probably guess. It's uh, it's pretty good. It's it's very very good. One of my top ten movies of the year so far. It's good. Uh, There's also The Nest, uh, which is a video on demand movie starring Jude Law and Carrie Coon, uh, from the director of Martha Marcy May Marlene, which was an incredible movie like nine years ago, and this like Mm -hmm. he took nine years to make a second movie, Uh, and it's just about like (laughs) it took about a couple in the '80s who uh, are struggling financially, and that's it, and it's great. Watch it. Uh, but my favorite thing that I saw that I've watched over the last like week or so was a uh, Beastie Boys story, uh, which was the documentary on Apple TV Plus. Are you guys Beastie Boys yeah. fans by any chance?
0: Uh, a little.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. I
0: probably don't uh, know them well enough, honestly.
1: I- I'm a pretty big Beastie Boys fan, and I wanted to see this for a while. Uh, cause it premiered back in like April, but I didn't have Apple TV Plus back then. Uh, and I didn't want to get it just to watch BC Boy, <laughs> BC Boy Story. Uh, but now that I'm catching up on stuff, there are like at least a couple of movies on there. It that It's five I wanna... bucks
0: a month. <laughs> it,
1: you're right. It is five bucks a month. <laughs> but that's five bucks that I could spend on like a five dollar foot long at Subway. You know, that's. <laughs> uh, but yeah, now now they have a few movies like, accumulated from over the year that I want to catch up on. And actually a TV show called Ted Lasso that I heard is really good. Uh, But uh, Beastie Boys Story is a documentary that's about the history of the Beastie Boys. It's Mike D and Ad Rock uh, kind of doing this sort of live show, not like a performance like the Beastie Boys, but kind of just a live, like kind of going over the history of the band uh, at the King's Theater in uh, Brooklyn, New York. And uh, it is very, very good. Uh, MCA died. You know, in 2012, and that was a very heartbreaking day for me, and so a lot of it is a tribute to him. Uh, but it's about the origin of the band and how they rose to fame in the 80s, it's like these party dudes, and then they were like, "We hate that image. We want to, re- <laughs> we want to like reassess what this is, and all that stuff." It's directed by Spike Jones, also, uh, who. Was the nice. director of, you know, Her and being John Malkovich. He hasn't made really? a movie since Her, which was seven years ago. Uh, wow. And so it's cool to have him behind the camera again. He's actually also, you hear his voice sometimes because he interacts with Mike D and ad too, which is pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, so Beastie Boys story. If you're a fan of the band, definitely recommend. It's like must-watch viewing. Uh, And then otherwise, just want to mention that uh, I've been playing Super Mario Odyssey uh, because I got a Nintendo Switch recently. And uh, I remember it's a delight. It is a (laughs) it is a delightful game. Uh, It's a heck of a game. Yeah, it is. I I just I just finished it. I just finished the main story of it. And then I was like, well, okay, now I can explore maybe uh, kind of you know, do some other stuff and collect some more moons. Uh, and I ended the game with like, you know, 180 ish to 200 moons or whatever. There's so many damn moons. Uh, in game. I assumed there was like 250 to 300 moons at, but like total in the game. And then I looked it up online and there's like 880. <laughs> and I was like, well, there's yeah. no way I'm going to do all of that, <laughs> but I can, I, you my know.
0: brain checked out. I finished the main story and I was like, this will never be done. Yeah. (laughs) uh,
1: And it's weird because as soon as you finish the main story, you end at the mushroom kingdom, which is basically peach's castle from super Mario 64, which is awesome. Uh, And you're there and you know, there's a whole thing where it's like, Oh, peach disappeared. Where did she go? And you, I assumed that like, well, she must be somewhere on this planet. This is like the epilogue to the game. But in fact, Mm like I looked it up on cuz I couldn't find her anywhere and I looked it up online and it turns out she is like on every other world except for that one. <laughs> that one <laughs> but in order to get off this world I need to get like 60 more moons and I'm like well Okay, this is probably not gonna happen, but uh, but but it is really cool, and it's really fun. It's it's really fun, like especially for people who have been a fan of Mario for a long time, because there's so many like deep cut references to you know mm-hmm. other Mario games. I mean, there's the 2D side-scrolling stuff, which is really great, uh, whereas like the pixelated Super Mario Bros. version. But there's a lot of Super Mario 64 references and all that stuff. So yeah, I had a blast playing Super Mario Odyssey. I thought it was super cool. Uh, also, in the middle of a Final Fantasy VII remake right now. Uh, which is yeah. very good. Really enjoying that. I think it, take, it took some weird... I'm, I'm only like midway through it. I'm like chapter 11. It took some weird story turns in like the <laughs> 7 to 10 chapter mark, but uh, I think it's like back on track now. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good game. So yeah, looking forward to uh, watching it lose the Game Awards next week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is going to win it? I, I feel like Last of Us Part Two has got has to gotta win that. I mean,
0: based on... I kind of feel like it's going to be Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs>
1: Uh, that could be one, too. I haven't played that yet. Uh, and I, that's one that's, like, on my list and I've been meaning to play for a while. Because basically, like, 2020, as I mentioned on Michael Mike go to the movies, is the year that Mike got back into games in a big way. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so I haven't played a ton of games from this year because I've been catching up on a lot of stuff just from the past few years. Because, like, before 2020 and before the pandemic hit, I owned, like you know, four or five PS4 games, you know, I had like Mm. Spider-Man and Kingdom Hearts 3 and Uncharted 4, and that was like, that's pretty much it. Uh, And so now I've like really, you know, expanded that collection, uh, just kind of buying cheap versions of older games, like the God of Makes War sense. game that came out and, you know, all that stuff. So I've been playing some stuff. I played Last of Us Part Two, which I loved, and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 and, you know, all that stuff. I got the Destroyah Humans remake, which is untouched so far. I haven't gotten a chance to play that yet, but looking forward to it. And uh, hopefully, you know, in the near future, Ghost of Tsushima, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Crash Bandicoot 4, that's all, you know, on the way. I want to play it, but, uh, yeah, until then. I, but I think for the Game Awards, I feel like The Last of Us Part Two just felt like that was the one that everyone was talking about for so long uh it and, and it's also the only game of the nominees that i have played so i so i am rooting for it
0: <laughs> i think it's definitely uh, in the running so yeah we'll
1: see yeah i think actually i do think hades on the switch could be a dark horse too that seems like a really popular yeah, one i actually do think that's a dark horse as well you're right yeah um
0: all right well then i guess it's time to uh, go to the trailer park all right So first up, we have a new trailer for a new Netflix series called Lupin. And Lupin is basically the story of Master Thief. What did we all think of this show? It's coming to Netflix in, uh, what is it, January
1: 8th. Um, I'll be honest, did not watch the trailer. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it looks
2: lovely. It's uh, English dubbed. But um, yeah, the character looks like he's going to be charming. He has the uh, whole gentleman thief um, thing that you get from like Ocean's Eleven, but also like from Lupin cartoons, like it, like I, I watched Lupin the Third a bunch. Um, the whole plot seems to be that he's going to be trying, he's going to be bidding on the diamonds that he has his crew steal in the background while, I guess, somehow getting revenge for his grandfather, for his uh, father who was arrested father, yeah. for a crime he didn't commit. So uh, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be the in like a lot of storylines are probably going to come together in some one big like oh it was this con the entire time ha 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 now i have the diamond and you're in jail ha 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 but you know
0: basically uh as it says inspired by the adventures of arsene lupin uh gentleman thief asan diop sets out to avenge his father for an injustice inflicted by a wealthy family so yeah i mean it looks like it was netflix shot in france uh french dialogue and then dubbed over into english okay with the dubbing seeming uh nebulous in this trailer for sure like <laughs> it's 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 kung fu chinese kung fu bad like yeah yeah dubbing.
1: why wouldn't they just uh subtitle it do you think that feels that feels like the more I natural mean,
0: i assume it probably is but okay you know, I, I guess they they wanted to cater to everyone um uh the the the, the regular and the dumb american it doesn't read subtitles, dumb
2: American. Here, I gotta tell you, unless I'm really, really into it, I'm probably not gonna watch a new movie if it's not like, <laughs> uh, like I have to read subtitles. Uh, so I'm like, I don't even like subtitles in my anime,
1: like, I just like, uh, it's, I'll wait till it's dope. It's fine. What are you? Yeah, what are you? See, I, I have no problem with subtitles if it's in English, I won't put subtitles on because that feels weird. Uh, but obviously, because I watched I think, like a lot of art house foreign films, so I got used to it over time. Uh, yeah. I have I have a weird thing where I need to have subtitles on in video games uh, for whatever reason. Yeah, I get that. Uh, like you know, cause I, I think especially because in games like you're moving around a lot and you 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 know, can't concentrate on everything going on at once. So if a character says something and I missed it, like I want to be able to like see it on the bottom of the screen so I know like what they said um especially because yeah, like, a lot of like recent games over the last 10 years i've done a thing where it's like you know a character will start talking but if you move away from them you won't hear them as much uh, yep <laughs> which is great yep. that's like you know realistic but also like i want to hear what they're saying i can't hear them now
0: <laughs> yeah i think i'm camp subtitle i think i have subtitles on now for everything i just leave them on really like english foreign films it's like video games it's just like no this is the simplest way to hear everything and if the sound goes up or down I, I still know what was said. No, why would I? Right. Why would I not have subtitles now? <laughs> you know, it's just the thing. Yeah, I'm gonna make you watch some Korean dramas, Sam. I mean, you've, been, you've now revealed some your real
2: weakness. Weird you're shit. gonna watch them. Yeah, no, well, I mean, you've been trying, so you know. Have yeah, I'm fun just gonna with make you, the
0: next time you come to my house. I'm just gonna be like, hey, we're gonna do some work, and then it's gonna be like, nope, the work is we're Korean. Just gonna sit here for the next four hours and watch a drama. You could be
2: getting me <laughs> to watch the IT crowd and you're deciding you're gonna use use this for Korean dramas just because subtitles. <laughs>
0: I'm going to make you, I'm just going to capture you and you're going to be here. So that's that's the simplest thing because I see what the IT crowd took and that's four seasons that amounts to 20 episodes. I mean, I do so, no. I do
1: want to see the Korean drama version of the IT crowd now. Uh, that's, that <laughs> feels like the next oh, evolution of what we're talking about. Oh, oh. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> okay,
0: I'd I watch that. This I'm not even going to lie. I would watch that. Yeah, I need to make this happen. That would be great. <laughs>
2: All right, okay. so next up, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Part Four. This is the final
1: season, right, Andrew?
0: It is the final season. You want to take? Was this, this a pl- is Surprising, because yeah. it seems like a very popular show.
1: Yeah, was this a planned final season? I feel like Netflix like announced that, and everybody was kind of shocked that uh, they were canceling it.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It 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 does seem like Netflix decided that they were gonna pull the trigger and cancel this, and yeah, everyone did seem shocked because the show the show was solid. I mean, it's it's a pretty good show. I, I know i heard melissa joan hart uh on steve well, i'm gonna call him steve urkel on jaleel white's podcast <laughs> uh lament the fact that she did not get to direct an episode of the show because she wanted oh yeah to.
1: oh
0: now that's what she does nowadays she she directs but
1: uh, I want. i once burst into a room at comic-con uh early before a uh, panel that i was going to had started and melissa joan hart was in the room <laughs> like, oh. like she was just like standing there like with her publicist or something and i was like oh sorry. <laughs> <And I left. laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so Melissa, Joe Just Hart. Pretend like you belong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Honestly, uh, but before we talk about this, the story of her getting Sabrina the Teenage Witch is kind of amazing. Oh, yeah? Like, she talks about it, and it's basically her mother decided, we need to get something that'll be your next pilot, uh, your next vehicle to act in. And she went to, like, Archie Comics and was like, we like this comic book. What would it be to get the rights for this? And Archie was like, we'll give it to you for a dollar. Just to uh, sum it up then very quickly, uh, Melissa John Hart's mother went to Archie Comics, got the rights to Archie for $1, I'm sorry, to uh, to Sabrina the Teenage Witch for $1, Yeah. and then had six months to make something of it. And so she shot a pilot movie, took it to various places, and then Viacom bought it and was like, yeah, we'll make a TV show. And that's how Sabrina the Teenage Witch came out. Hmm.
1: That's pretty wild. Yeah. Apparently,
0: she has a baller mother.
1: (laughs) Yeah. There you go. Uh, But yeah.
0: This is a Sabrina the Teenage Witch. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina uh, on Netflix has been super popular, super dark, super crazy. Uh, I mean, there's a Sabrina Morningstar who lives in hell. There's two versions of her. Um, it, it's a crazy show. And now it basically looks like this last season is going to deal with them fighting eldritch gods and, like, Cthulhu monsters. Nice. Uh,
1: did, they so. ever, did they ever cross over with Riverdale at any point? Because uh, that feels like the natural thing they should have done.
0: I feel like before this show started... She may have had one episode in oh, really? Riverdale, the okay. same actress as Sabrina, and that might have been it, but yeah. It, it, yeah, I mean, I think it actually is supposed to take place in the same world, technically, okay. but not quite.
1: Yeah, maybe you know. not that not the show's ending, they can just like throw Sabrina under Riverdale as like, a main cast member. <laughs> exactly. Because Riverdale's <laughs> like fucking... Like, I, I watched the first season of Riverdale, and that show's fucking wild and weird, uh, and I haven't seen any of it since, but I wouldn't be surprised if it introduced like weird magic and... <laughs> shit like that uh so yeah i could see i could see sabrina fitting right in with the world's Mm -hmm. (laughs) cleveland brown it right back in
0: yep and you and i have talked about this sam we're like archie is like their comic books are doing crazy stuff nowadays yeah
2: like like a whole bunch
1: of different like crossover episodes zombie
0: comics like that i did veronica
1: i did i mean this is a while ago i did read like afterlife with archie a while ago which was really good that's actually mm -hmm. shockingly good.
2: yeah uh, there was also, um, uh, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy go to Riverdale. Yeah,
0: they did a crossover. <laughs> they also did, uh, Red Sonia and Vampirella.
1: That's amazing. Crossover. That's well Betty else. and Veronica. I know. I know. The like Predator was there. Yeah. I know in like the eighties or nineties, there was like Archie meets the Punisher. And that was like, a thing yeah, did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a big one. That was a big one.
1: Yeah.
0: There was some criminal who looked just like Archie and the Punisher was there to find him. <laughs> yeah yeah they've done like crossovers with like the predator and all kinds of stuff recently it's it's a wild comic And jughead the werewolf <laughs> who's like eating citizens yeah. right but yeah the chilling adventures of sabrina returns for part four its final season december 31st on netflix all right so what's next sam uh next is time topics all right, right. uh
2: so uh time topics this is where we basically go through various different topics that we thought were interesting from the web, and we try to get through them in 10 minutes. So I will start the timer, and then we will begin. Uh, Mike. Okay. Since you are new here, you will start first.
1: I'll read the first story? Oh, boy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hold on. Th- uh, three, two, one, go. Okay, first topic is that uh, Haley Steinfeld spotted and confirmed to be playing Kate Bishop uh, in the upcoming Hawkeye TV show on Disney+. Plus. Uh, which is, uh, I think that's good casting. That's very cool. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's been pictures from the set of the Hawkeye show that are spreading across social media and stuff like that. So, yeah, they've confirmed that she's playing Kate Bishop. Uh, Lucky the pizza dog also going to be in the show. Uh, and so, yeah, there's not really any word on who leaked the photos, but, uh, there is video of Haley Steinfeld is a- in action as Kate Bishop too, uh, from a subway set in Brooklyn taken by a fan shows, a uh, Hawkeye, Kate Bishop, lucky running down the stairs and through the subway. Uh, so yeah, pretty cool. Uh, and I saw like other like casting news around the show too, that, uh, Florence Pugh also going to be in the show, uh, nice. who is also in black widow yes. uh, mm-hmm. when- whenever that is to be released. <laughs> uh, and so that's kind of cool because there's obviously there's a connection between Hawkeye and Black Widow in the movies, and you know they have a friendship and so uh gonna be interesting to see how that how that kind of works into this TV show.:
2: uh, pretty cool. Yeah, this makes me think that the that theory about Black Widow actually switching places with her might be actually true and she just
1: maybe I, I hadn't heard that theory actually, but that's wild too. Yeah do you want to
0: hear this theory?
1: Mm, maybe in some other time
0: okay we'll <laughs> tell him after the show yeah it's that? wild
2: it's yeah. wild theory yeah all right okay. uh next andrew
0: okay so oscar isaac has been announced is sony's new solid snake uh it took more than a year to become official but after director jordan Vaught roberts revealed he long envisioned oscar isaac as his solid snake and isaac himself said he'd love to play the character sony has confirmed via deadline that metal gear solid adaptation will star the in-demand actor Uh, Metal Gear Solid is Hideo Kojima's long-running stealth action series, launched on Nintendo way back in 1987, um, and it's been around for decades now. uh, Five major films, or five major games in the last, uh, I don't know, 20 years.
1: Yeah, Um, but but, even longer than that, because past Metal Gear Solid, I mean, there's the Metal Gear games, and other other stuff like that. Metal Gear Rising. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Really, Metal Metal Gear Gear Liquid? Liquid? Was that a thing that happened?
0: Probably took off the most, those games. (laughs)
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it's good casting. Oscar Isaac, a solid snake. I think I'm down. It's pretty good casting. Mm. Yeah, I'm very, ex- I'm very excited to see Oscar Isaac crawling around in a cardboard box for two hours. That's the movie <laughs> that I want. That I want to
2: watch. They better put that in the movie. They have to put that in the movie.
1: Yeah, the cartoon exclamation point popping up <laughs> outside of the box every once in a while. That's all I need to make your solid With movie. With
0: this said, this is the weirdest goddamn movie. If you really want to do this movie,
1: oh yeah, because yeah, it's like, feel
0: like, okay, Oscar Isaac, you are playing a guy who's technically a clone of another guy. And you're going to fight your brother, who is also a clone of that same guy, but you both have different genes. Whereas he got all the dominant genes, and you got all the recessive genes. And so now you, you fight about that. And it's yeah. like nuclear war.
1: Also that, yeah. <laughs> now, Metal Gear is kind of like X-Men, where it's just so ridiculously complex. That yes. If you tried to explain the plot of like the entire series of games to yes. someone, they would think you're insane. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and the sad thing uh, is... Plus, uh, and I, I only
0: played uh, like uh, preeminent, I guess. We're like okay. It's 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 very like future telling, like the whole you know militia groups and things like that and private armies.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I, I remember I played Metal Gear Solid Four was like the first one that I played, uh, and I remember like playing that and just like I, I think maybe got to like halfway through the game, but at, at a certain point I was like, so I don't understand anything that's happening. <laughs> um, because, <laughs> i've never played the first three games and they're like you know inherent to the story of it yeah uh and so yeah so i've played like bits and pieces of metal gear like here and there uh and i i don't know how you compress any of it down into a two-hour movie no
0: yeah (laughs) jumping in at four is 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 like no
1: okay it's like yeah i mean it's like most most video games are designed to like allow you to jump in at any point, kind of thing, because you know they, there's so many years between mm-hmm. games and they like span consoles and stuff. So you want new fans to jump in. And Metal Gear Solid is like, nope, fuck you. You gotta play. No. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta play ten to fifteen other games from like consoles that date back to the '80s in order to understand what's yeah. happening in this game. Yeah,
0: four would be an impossible game to jump. It's yeah. like here is the ocean, swim. I've never
1: swam Right. Swim. <laughs> Swim and then watch an hour of cinematics and then you get to watch and then you play your next part of the game. Okay, (laughs) so why are these
2: giant (laughs) robots moving? I don't understand
0: nobody got that, that metal gear
2: okay. all right but anyway <laughs> next topic the toxic avenger peter dinklage is to star in the legendary reboot so because 2020 is showing us that everything is a repeat a reboot a, a sequel or a remake uh we're bringing back the toxic avenger um this movie there you go yeah movie came out in 1984 It starred uh based off a uh Sorry, when struggling every day, every man is pushed to the in a vat of toxic waste. He is transformed into a mutant freak who must go uh, from shunned outcast to underground, uh, underdog hero as he races to save his son, his friends, and his community from forces of corruption and greed. I have not seen a Toxic Avenger, so I don't know if this is a great thing or not.
0: You should watch the trailer for the original one. It is bananas. I watched it before this.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've also not watched Toxic Avenger, which is something that I should have seen at this point. Like, it's, you know, one of those, like, Cause I'm super into like those B '80s movies and that kind of thing, and you know it's it's kind of the big movie from Trauma, uh, yeah. but for whatever, never saw a Toxic Event for whatever reason, never saw a Toxic Avenger. But I didn't realize the new ones being directed by Megan Blair, uh, who is awesome. Uh, he it was in he directed a movie called I Don't Feel at Home in This World anymore, and he was in a, a couple of Jeremy Saulnier movies, Green Room, and Blue Ruin. Uh, he's Mike Truccio's best friend. Uh, <laughs> if you ask if you ask Mike Criccio, <laughs> uh, he and Megan Blair are good friends. They've never met, but Mike Truccio is a huge fan. <laughs> I I did see some of Green Room and
2: okay yeah that's yeah. my type of <laughs> scary movie
0: yeah this is a yeah I remember watching the cartoon as a kid that's what I remember the Toxic Crusader because I guess Avenger was probably too uh, gritty for kids
1: yeah back back in a time where you could do kids cartoons based on R rated movies yeah <laughs> like yeah. there was a RoboCop cartoon there was there a Rainbow cartoon. cartoon you're right <laughs> <There> was...
0: <laughs> I think the one I remember the most is Bigfoot the Monster Truck cartoon. Where, nice where bigfoot actually had an ai and could drive around and do things that sounds amazing <laughs> <laughs> this was uh, the
1: 80s yes uh, indeed it was yeah, all like coming out dream.
0: with uh peter dinklage yeah
1: yes yeah peter dinklage who
0: the heck he's playing in that can't even imagine
1: <laughs> I, I i would guess he's the toxic avenger right yes
0: i don't know I mean, toxic Aven- I mean toxic avenger was like supposed to be like when he becomes it like you know six feet tall and like hulking human being who Beat up drug dealers and stop the right. pimps. Well, this is the '80s, but you know all those yeah. things. <laughs> Seriously, you got go watch this trailer after this. This trailer yeah. is the most '80s thing ever. It's like women flirting with him only to embarrass him. Fat guys who are like criminals getting downs in massage parlors. Like people at public pools making fun of a guy because he's scrawny, and then like they throw him in a tutu and he ends up falling into toxic waste.
1: Right. I mean, that's what I think Peter Dinklage could be good for because obviously he's a, a smaller person. So you yeah. throw him in a toxic way, suddenly it's giant Peter Dinklage. <laughs> I guess you uh, could, you could like, do that. Like in Infinity War. He was the, the big guy in Infinity War, right? So this was, is true. Uh, that kind of thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he could do
2: that. All right. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, coming soon. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, YouTube to ask commenters to rethink posting if their message seems offensive. So YouTube oh. is uh, adding a feature where basically right before they're going to post something that they think might be. Uh, wrong or offensive? They said, "Hey, um, do you want to rethink this, or is this something that you want to put out there?" Uh, uh, this will do nothing. People yes. will keep doing absolutely. <laughs> not. People will keep doing. This. They will backspace and make it more vile, actually, just to piss everyone extra yeah. off. But uh, I see what they're trying to do. You know, make the internet a nicer place. But um, because
0: they made an internet A horrible place. Yeah,
2: I mean, you started it, <laughs> so like whatever. I mean,
1: just...
0: right. Maybe don't post this. It makes you sound like a dick. No, I'm gonna post it. <laughs> Ignore.
1: Yeah, it's try. It's like trying to put toothpaste back in a toothpaste tube. You know, it's like once you once you allow the internet to be a terrible place, there's no there's no like going back. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no like you know going back to civility in the YouTube comments. There never was civility in the YouTube That's comments. That's kind of built into it. Yeah, exactly. It's sort of the whole point. It's, it's a feature. <laughs> uh, yeah all right uh next
0: i think mike could take the next one
1: yeah should i take the next yes. one uh yeah david prowse died r.i.p right. uh david prowse who was the uh, the guy who was in the darth vader suit in the original star wars trilogy uh which not everybody realizes because everybody just assumes well james Earl jones played darth vader uh and yes he was the voice of darth vader uh but david prowse was the guy who was actually on set and, like actually there, like filming the movies uh, with the other actors uh, and so David Browse, 85 years old, uh, I believe, right? And yeah, he was super tall. He was a British heavyweight, lift, uh, heavyweight weightlifting champion. Uh, and you know, he kind of did a, a couple other things. He was also in the Clockwork Orange uh, in a very memorable role Frankenstein left. movies. Uh, <laughs> we get through what, five of the 15 stories that we, yes. had, <laughs> that
2: we had? Now with that, attitude, uh, keep going but, more.
1: <laughs> Yeah, Clark Orange, Doctor Who, Frankenstein, David Prowse. Uh, he was really great, and uh, you know they talked about kind of the history of him playing Darth Vader. And uh, George Lucas actually gave him the choice to play either Darth Vader Ted. or Chewbacca, uh, and he said, "Well, I don't want to be in a giant furry suit, so I'm, <laughs> so I'm not going to do that. Uh, Three months in a gorilla skin, no, thank you very much." Is uh, is what he said. And that Turned uh, for thirty years. <laughs> yeah, which is uh pretty wild. And so and then he became Darth Vader. And uh, yeah, so R. I. P. Again, David Prowse. That was a very sad news to me the other day.
2: All right, and that was the the timer. So we're just basically going to do a final spin and get all these last bits off with a uh, just quick one-liners. So okay. next one, uh, Elliot Page. So uh, Elliot Page has come out. Uh, the former Juno actor has come out as trans and non-binary. Uh, they use yep. uh, he, him, and they, them pronouns to describe them as transgender and non-binary, meaning that his gender is identity is neither man nor woman. So I uh, came out in a post. Hi, friends. I want to share with you I am trans and my pronouns are he and them, and my name is Elliot. I feel lucky to be writing this, to be here, to have arrived in a place where my life, I feel overwhelmed in gratitude and incredible the, for the incredible people that have supported me along this journey. I cannot begin to express how remarkable remarkable it feels to finally love who I am enough to pursue my authentic self. I've been endlessly inspired to by so many of my trans community. Thank you for this coverage and gen- your generosity and ceaseless wonder worked. I'm making this world a more inclusive, compassionate place. I will offer whatever support I can and continue to strive to be more loving and equal society. Next, Uh, Netflix uh, reportedly is discussing a second season of Queen's Gambit because they can't just let something live uh, well enough and long. It was popular. It was. They could just leave it at that and be done. Uh, Next, (laughs) you know, one and done. It's nothing
0: wrong with just having one season and just being done with it. Uh, next, if sure. that were the case, Dwayne Johnson would not be trying to get Margaret Robbie into the Fast and Furious contest because everyone who works with Margaret Robbie wants to get her into something. So,
1: yeah, there you go. <laughs> this is true. She's great and uh, makes sense. Uh, uh, the Rock has been like working all of his friends into the Fast and Furious movies recently with the uh, Ryan Reynolds and Kevin Hart popping up in the last uh, in Hobbs and Shaw. So, yeah, that I mean, makes it's sense. the Rock's
0: secret plan to work Vin Diesel out of it. So that's why
1: this is true. Actually, Margaret <laughs> Robbie is replacing Vin Diesel in uh, Fast and Furious 9. You're already here first.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't. Uh, Maria Webster's word of the year is pandemic, because... Makes sense. Yeah. That's what we dealt with. Yep.
1: Yep. <laughs> uh, so there's that. Uh, Daredevil fans urging the MCU to uh, revive the show on Netf- uh, from Netflix, now that the rights have reverted back to Marvel Studios, so they want like a new Disney Plus show starring Charlie Cox. Uh, probably won't happen, but you never know. All right. Uh, I mean, Black
0: Spider-Man Pan- needs a lawyer, so...
1: I mean, he does, so let's put him in as that, at least. Um, that's true I, cu- I could see him coming back in Spider-Man 3 in some capacity but there's also weird Netflix rights that they have to work with and all that stuff now <sighs> yeah
2: okay uh, Black Panther store later right uh, angers fans with anti-vaxx tweets basically she retweeted an anti-vaxxer video uh, that also had some transphobic and climate denial um, com- uh, climate denialist content whoa triple threat yeah I'm just, she just <laughs> bad a thousand showing that she's actually not the smartest person in the movie universe so shit uh sure
0: we don't do that here sure we
2: don't <laughs> all right next uh, obama deems drake good enough to play him and in then inv- uh in his biopic if it ever comes out
1: and um why because
0: he was wheelchair jimmy first that's why
1: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah my girlfriend's actually been watching a lot of degrassi recently and uh, <laughs> really? yeah so i've seen i've seen i've seen a bit of drake on my tv there you uh, go as a result exactly before
0: he was drake he was wheelchair jimmy
1: this is true. He was Jimmy. Never forget f- your roots. Never
2: forget your roots. All right. Uh, <laughs> and last, a mysterious desert monolith disappears the, uh, after reappearing a week ago for and no one knowing where the fuck it came from or how it got there. So, yep. you know, end times or somebody was doing something stupid.
0: And I don't know if you wanted to add, but the monolith appeared in the desert, then it disappeared, then it reappeared in Romania, then it disappeared, yep. and now it's reappeared in California.
1: Yep. I didn't uh, know so that part. Probably different monoliths, but yes. you never know. Yes, the
0: same exact type of monolith has appeared in three places across the world. So it's probably due to disappear again and appear somewhere else.
1: So we'll see how that goes. I feel like it is just like a... It could be end times, sure. It's it's probably like some guys around the world are playing a prank.
0: I think we're forgetting about the thread earlier in the year where the the existence of aliens was admitted to by the U.S. government. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, and we all kind of brushed past
1: it. I think they like when all the pandemic stuff started to hit. The uh, the government like released UFO videos, and they're like, "Okay, uh, you're all distracted. You're not gonna care
0: about this." Exactly. But now we're getting to the end of the year, and it's like, remember that thing we mentioned earlier in the book? Ah, It's coming back. (laughs) The writers were planting the seeds the whole
2: time. Oh man! Imagine if we get the cure, and then we just get evaded by an alien.
1: Well, that's the
0: thing that'll bring Earth together, and then we'll beat the aliens with a coronavirus because. You know, they won't have immunities to it either.
1: Yeah, there you go. It's going to be independ- Independence Day, but with uh, diseases. Exactly. Uh, so, we'll find the a way. Yes. Yeah, yeah. War of the, actually, that is War of the Worlds. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that all started in New Jersey. So, there you go.
1: Yes. It's all coming together. It's
0: all coming together. <laughs>
1: This is a wacky episode all
0: right
2: so main (laughs) uh, Main topic time main topic time uh warner brothers is sending all of its 2020 slot uh slated movies to hbo max and
1: theaters at the same time yeah this is the reason you guys have me on the podcast yeah this (laughs) is the reason because (laughs) you are the movie
0: guy and we want to know
1: (laughs) what the hell Uh, so this is fucking i mean this is this is an insane thing right here Uh, so yeah, Warner Brothers setting all of its 2021 movies to HBO Max for a one month window while also putting them out in theaters, which they had already announced they were going to do for uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Yes. Um, so that, which is going to be happening on Christmas day, uh, in a few weeks, which, uh, you know, when they announced that, you know, my initial reaction was that I, I would rather they had just delayed the movie, uh, and continue to delay their big blockbusters because I want theaters to survive, uh, because, uh, I mean, maybe it's a relatively selfish thing, but I spend most of my time at the movie theater when there's not a pandemic going around. Uh, and, so, and so, you know, I, I don't want to not be able to go to the theater anymore. Uh, so uh, I, I think this is a pretty insane move on their part. Basically, every major movie that WB is putting out Uh, Or every movie they're putting out, really, for 2021 is going to be on HBO Max and in theaters. Uh, And that includes movies like uh, The Suicide Squad, the James Gunn version, which I'm very excited about, Uh, Dune, Godzilla vs. Kong, a new reboot of Mortal Kombat, uh, the new Space Jam movie, Tom and Jerry, The Conjuring 3, uh, and uh, The Many Saints of Newark, The Sopranos prequel, and the movie I'm most excited about, which is The Matrix 4. Uh, it could be mostly because I can't believe that movie's being made, yeah. and I, and when I and when I saw this news, and I saw that like you know Dune, and The Matrix Four, and especially and Godzilla vs Kong, and movies like that, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be really bummed if I have to watch The Matrix Four on my TV for the first time, you know, if, like if I if I can't go to the theater and see The Matrix Four, which at least that one's like December 2021, you know, uh, right now at There's least. Still so, some like, time. The- there's time maybe there will be a vaccine by then and i'll be able to get it and i'll still be able to watch it in theaters because again it's hbo max and theaters at the same time uh but this is an insane move kind of unprecedented and it's gonna be really really interesting to see how other studios react to it because uh, like basically from what i've been seeing uh the other studios uh knew that wb was going to be announcing something big they didn't know it was going to be this big like, they didn't know that all of their movies were going to be dropping on HBO Max. Uh, theatrical chains like Regal and AMC, they didn't know about this. Yeah. Uh, like, they, they had worked out a deal with Wonder Woman. Like, they knew they were going to do Wonder Woman, and they had worked out a deal. And then WB just kind of threw this out there and be like, we're doing this! Uh, which is nuts. Uh, and it is, like, you know, I think in the short term, it like it, it's a good move and a bad move. Because... Yes, I agree that like people shouldn't be going to the theater right now. You know, obviously with the coronavirus raging and numbers rising, it's just not a safe place to be at the moment. Uh, but I would rather just delay the movies like I'm willing to wait. There's plenty of movies to watch in the meantime, uh, even if people don't realize it. You know, I mean, there's, you know, a hundred years of movies to watch in the meantime. Catch up on your film history <laughs> uh, or, or something. Watch your Korean dramas. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so I think this move is, you know, it's a sort of a hedging of the bets thing. And I think it's a huge move towards the future of streaming stuff, uh, especially just with HBO Max, like kind of being a new platform, kind of trying to compete with Netflix and Disney Plus and all this stuff. This is a huge, huge move for that uh, because Warner Brothers owns HBO Max. And, you're gonna, and I think they haven't announced this yet. I don't know that they're going to do this, but I, I would guess that Disney will do a similar thing for Disney Plus. Um, because they tried to do you know the premium access thing with Mulan where you uh, they put the live action mulan mm-hmm. out there in Disney plus for 30 bucks uh, and it sounded like it underperformed uh, yeah. which I think you know if Mulan had come out in theaters I think it would have made under normal circumstances I think it would have made a billion dollars easy. I think people were excited about it uh, and it's a live-action Disney remake and they always make a ton of money uh, for the most part except for Dumbo. Um, but
0: yeah, no one saw Dumbo. <laughs>
1: No, I, I saw Dumbo, but no one else. Did. Okay, you saw uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's OK. It's not very good. Uh, but yeah, but so I think Mulan would have made a lot of money in theaters, but because it was 30 bucks in Disney Plus and you had to like have been subscribed to Disney Plus and then also have to pay $30 on top of that to watch this movie. Uh, I think people were kind of against that. And uh, so now now I think that they're realizing that it's better to just throw it on the streaming service. You'll get new subscribers uh, who will probably stick around for at least a little while. Uh, and it's a money losing thing for them in the short term, but I think yeah. in the long term, I think that's what they're kind of looking at here. I think so.
0: Now Sam, I feel like you are the opposite side of the fence on this.
2: Uh, so, um, well I was, and then I actually read an article this morning and now I don't know if I'm so sure. So, cause like, you know me, I am for, just give it to my face, putting it to my face. I just want to, I never want to leave my house. I want to be in a little box. You're gonna like put the little <laughs> VR goggles. I'll live in the VR world. Forget all of the my physical world. Forget this meat space bullshit. I have a better life than there. But um uh I but I just you know dropping the jokes aside. I always thought streaming was gonna be this was gonna happen. I was saying this from like the beginning of the pandemic. We're just gonna get movies put on the streaming, or at least a thirty second, a thirty day delay, where we just basically movie comes out in theaters. Thirty days later, it comes out on VOD or it comes out on the streaming yeah. service. Whatever.
1: Yeah, which is what's been happening now, like with uh, with theaters having been reopened, you'll see like Freaky, which just came out last month in theaters, uh, is now on video on demand. Yeah,
2: which is good. I like this. This, I mean, anything that's a, like that's enough for the theaters to actually get a cut while still keeping it there, and that's what I figured it was just gonna be. I didn't think they were gonna drop it the same day because I just thought that just that would actually kill theaters. Um, but here we are with that. The thing I didn't think about was. I didn't think this would be bad for HBO Max itself. And I was reading this article. Uh, I think it was from uh, Polygon, Polygon. Polygon, I think. Yeah. where well, basically, yeah. they were saying how HBO Max isn't actually doing as well as they th- uh, investors thought. They're not making as many subscriptions and they don't, uh, they're they not bringing as much money as they thought they would. And this might have actually just been a panicked response to this stuff because, you know, they're not making money in the movies. They're not making money in, in the studios because they're not put yeah. movies out in theaters. But they're not also making money with the HBO Max as much as they want to. So they're trying to bring as many people as they can to to HBO Max so they can, like, get descriptions uh, up. And no one is going to want to cancel if they know another movie is coming just in a couple months. So they'll just keep that $15, $15 things. The thing is, is that a lot of the subscription people are going out a deficit. Like, Netflix is, like, under, like, $15, $14 billion 14000000000 dollars in, in oh, yeah. def- Net-
1: Netflix has been ha- Netflix has not made a profit in years. I don't know how they're still operating. They like all the and still sp- and still spending hundreds of millions of dollars on you know movies and TV Almost stuff. Almost
0: billions, I think, of anything. Yeah,
2: yeah, they're at billions now. They just take all their revenue and just invest it in more content because people want more content, and they're afraid that if they run out of it, people will stop subscribing, which they probably will because of the way it's been made. Uh, HBO Max is going to be. I feel as though what's going to happen is they're going to put out all this stuff. And we're going to stay subscribed, but then next year we're going to want more, and we're going to want this to keep happening, and if it doesn't keep happening, they're either going to stop subscribing, or they're not going to, or they're going to completely cut off, or they're going to just subscribe, like, spotty. So they're going to keep having to make movies, and they're not going to, like, it takes just, just a B-level movie is going to take $100 million to, to, to put together. They're not going to have, the, the $15 million, the $15 they're charging isn't going to cover the spread. So, like, Yeah, I I feel as though it's just gonna be like a kind of like a death spiral, and it's gonna eventually cause one of the two things to collapse. Either the studios are gonna collapse or the stream is gonna collapse.
1: But yeah, which the studio I mean the studios mostly own the streaming services because you have Warner Brothers owning HBO Max, you have Disney owning Disney Plus, Mm -hmm. uh, and you know every studio kind of has their own thing now. Where like Paramount uh, has CBS All Access, which they're changing to Paramount Plus, and you know all. (laughs) which is going to fail it's like nobody like nobody wanted cbs all access nobody wants paramount plus uh but but you know so they all have their own streaming services uh, and they're all trying to get a piece of that pie i guess uh, but the thing is, like the theatrical industry, like you know, even though it has been sort of on a downward trend for many, many years, uh, that's still a situation where you put out a movie uh, and it can make a billion dollars, and that's a lot of money, <laughs> uh, you know, for a studio. Even you know, you put out like a Marvel movie, it's like a guaranteed billion dollar hit for Disney, basically. Uh, and you, you so in you know, like twenty nineteen, uh, Disney had. You know, Avengers Endgame, which was the highest Christmas movie ever, made almost three billion dollars. They had Rise of Skywalker, which, you know, made like a little over a billion. And then they had Frozen 2 and they had Toy Story 4. They had like five or six movies that made over a billion dollars. Uh, and that's a ridiculous amount of money and way more than they're going to make via Disney Plus subscriptions. Yep. You know, uh, Absolutely. E- even if it's like e- at least in the short term, at least in the short term. You know, if e- if like everybody who subscribes to Disney Plus stays subscribed to Disney Plus for you know a couple years then maybe that like adds up but you're not getting that like quick windfall of cash that you would be getting if you're just putting out a new star wars or a new marvel movie in theaters uh and so and if this is going to be like the way of the future if this is like how it's going to work because i I also think this is a move where you once you start putting like big release movies uh at home and in theaters at the same time uh if you stop doing that people are going to be furious yes Uh, that's (laughs) what i'm saying You know, people are gonna be upset that like, you know, now now that they can watch Wonder Woman 1984 at home the day of its release, uh, when Wonder Woman 3 comes out and it's only in theaters, people are gonna be pissed. <laughs> you know, because they question. can't watch it right at home. Uh, How much is Disney so,
0: Plus again, guys? Seven. Bucks,
2: Disney Plus is like seven dollars.
1: Yeah, six or six or seven bucks a month. Yeah, six or uh, seven so, bucks a month. Something along those lines. Uh, HBO Max is definitely. I think HBO Max is the most expensive of all the streaming services. Yes. So that's like fifteen. Yes. Uh, I think Netflix is like 13 now, something like that, depending on your plan. But it's jumping two
2: dollars uh, soon, so it'll be 15 as well.
1: Yeah, but I think
2: it's right. The thing is,
0: right now, lines. reading this um, from November of this year, Disney Plus currently has 73 million paying subscribers.
1: Right, yeah, and, and that 73 is 73 million paying
0: subscribers, and seven bucks a month. That's 511 million dollars they make every month from Disney Plus.
1: You're right. And that is a lot, but that's, you know, people drop subscriptions, people add subscriptions True. and True. all that stuff. And, you know, I think the quick windfall of cash that you get from a yeah. theatrically released movie, oh, uh, which you, which you can then use to advertise Disney plus in a couple of months, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's part of the business. But uh, I have to wonder so,
0: if you figure that's $511 million every month. And so this plan of WBs say it gets them 73 million subscribers next year at $15. That's a billion dollars every month, and if they're dropping a blockbuster movie every month, and in some months not a blockbuster movie, but the subscribers stay signed up, every movie becomes a billion dollar movie that they put out there once a month.
1: Yeah, but that's also if the subscribers stay signed up, which I think a lot of people will like. You know, just get the free trial and then, like, they want to watch a movie and then you know, or sign up for a month and catch up on some of the stuff.
0: I kind of thought that too. The only thing is looking at their schedule. Like this is. This is like the best possible scenario for somebody to do this it feels like.
1: Like sure they have a lot they have a lot of good like a good looking movies movies that I want to watch for yeah. sure.
0: Like you you'll get The Stoners and The Crazy People next month with Mortal Kombat. Like there's a new Mortal Kombat movie. I'm going to sign up for this. <laughs> then you're going to get The Little Things later that month, Tom and Jerry, which is perfectly good for the family, The Sopranos sure. People in March with The, the Many Saints of Newark. Yeah, I was, actually, I, was, I, was, I was
1: actually hoping that one would be delayed because that's coming out in March uh, and I <laughs> haven't finished watching The Sopranos yet. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like a little, I'm, I'm almost done with season four, but I still mm-hmm. got to like, you know, barrel through a few more seasons of the show before yeah. I get to watch the movie.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's, it's definitely looking like this is the best possible plan. But something else I wanted to say was that earlier this year, there was talk that WB was going to sell WB games off. Like... They were going to sell the WB Games division, which is the people who made, you know, the Batman games and all these other ones that have come out, you know, Harry Potter yeah. games, etc. Um Because, again, the, the thing we're kind of forgetting is that Warner Brothers and HBO are owned by AT&T. That's the parent company under all these. Right. Yes. And AT&T probably doesn't actually give a shit about entertainment.
1: They do not. It's just a the uh, thing they, that's making they kill money. Film and if it, it starts to ago, be yeah. a drag,
0: they're going to get rid of it. And that's probably what's really prompting this decision to get all these movies out. Because, you know, if the Suicide Squad costs $200 million, you know, Matrix costs $200 million, Godzilla vs. Kong costs $200 million, Right now they're sitting on $600 million that they haven't made back yet. Probably more with, you know, uh, all yeah, the marketing and stuff that was yeah, going to go into true. place that hasn't been sitting there. So these guys want their money back in a rush. They don't want to have a yeah. billion dollars tro- you know, or two sure, sitting out. Outstanding. Yeah
1: but they're not going to get all their money back. I mean, it's it's depending on if people a want to see these movies, yeah. which, you know, so, some of these will probably would have probably underperformed yeah. the box office anyway. Yeah. Uh, so it's really going to depend on audience demand, which I think there is audience demand uh, for Suicide Squad, you know, Godzilla, yeah. Matrix 4, that kind of in stuff the but, heights, uh, Space in, Jam. In the <laughs> Heights. Yeah, very, I'm I'm really looking forward to In the Heights. And I think yeah. Space Jam uh, could have potentially been like an ironic big movie, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> to, you know, people, like a lot of like hipsters going to see it, like oh, it's a space jam. It, it has um, LeBron
2: James in it. You're gonna get a lot of people in it just because it's LeBron James.
1: That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So there, are, there are. I mean, I think of all those, like it's weird because I think of all these movies, I don't think any of them would have been as big as Wonder Woman 1984 would have been. um yeah. Dude. Just being like the sequel to like D. De- being the sequel to what was like DC's only good movie when that, <laughs> that came out. It was like the first female superhero movie uh, of the modern era and that kind of thing. So I, I think Wonder Woman, nice and the four would have been huge in theaters. And I think, could Still make yeah. a decent amount of money overseas because it's you know, I, I, this it should be noted too. This is like an o- only in the US type thing. This is happening yeah. overseas, they're still just going out, still gonna
0: be in theaters, yeah. Uh,
1: because it because most countries have like a handle on the virus at this point, uh, and that can actually don't. and <laughs> yeah, and they can actually have movies in theaters, they can have nice things, and we can't, uh, <laughs> basically. I wonder why, uh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. But the truth is,
0: Wonder Woman is the kickoff to all this. Not it's not even it's January, it's really this month. This all starts yeah. this plan. Yeah, it's gonna and, be I mean, really interesting to see. People notoriously keep subscription services running longer than they should. They don't.
1: It's true. People yeah, don't cancel right away,
0: and I think that factors <laughs> into a lot of plans.
1: Yeah, so it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how it goes. Uh, if it if it is successful, I think it's gonna really impact the kinds of movies that are being made. I think you're gonna see less huge blockbuster movies yeah. being made if there's less incentive to put them in theaters. Yeah. Um, You Know, even though these are like most of these are big blockbuster movies, uh, and you know, some some of these, especially, I mean, I'm really bummed that I won't be able to watch Godzilla versus Kong in a theater, um, Mm. because that's you know, my large scale monster action, I want to see that on the biggest Mm -hmm. screen possible. And you know, I've got like a 42 inch fire TV, uh, at my house, it's a nice TV, uh, but it's not a theater screen, you know, it doesn't have (laughs) the the theatrical sound system or anything like that. Uh, so you know, a a lot of these movies, like, I want to see like on the biggest screen possible, and uh, obviously won't be able to do that. So yeah, I, I would rather they had delayed them, but, uh, but I think it is going to be interesting if it is successful in a few years, like, will we still be getting, you know, three or four Marvel movies a year uh, yeah. or will there be a more of a pivot to like, you know, just kind of making like the cheaper Marvel Disney plus TV shows and keeping the brand alive, but kind of, and maybe putting out like one or two movies a year uh, or something like that. Uh, you know, who yeah. and it also is like, if everything just goes directly to streaming, then it's like, well, what's the point of making Marvel movies and TV shows at the same time? True. Like, you know, you make, you're making black widow and you're making one division, but like what separates black widow from one division, if they're both <laughs> being released in Disney plus, it's all an event. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, like, and, and, and if everything is an event, then nothing is, you know, it's the, it's the <laughs> buddy, it's the buddy from the Incredibles, uh, yep. <laughs> scenario. Mm-hmm. If everyone's super, mm-hmm. no one will be. <laughs>
0: One last thing I did see looking at this story. Um, I did see rumors, supposedly, that Disney is going to make some announcement this coming week on December 10th.
1: Really? Okay. I, so I wouldn't be surprised. There may be a
0: response to this. I saw rumors that Disney's making an announcement soon and that this announcement by Warner Brothers actually kind of lit a fire at Disney. Like, holy shit, what are we doing?
1: Yeah, and that's, and that's basically, Warner Brothers and Disney is half the industry right there because yeah. Disney just bought Fox. So that's like, you know, there used to be six studios, now there's five. Uh, and so that's, you know, th- those are the two biggest studios right there. That basically leaves, like, Universal, Paramount, and mm-hmm. Sony. Universal already uh, signed a deal with which AMC. Are much, I mean, Universal's huge. I'm uh, sorry, What's Universal that?
2: Universal already signed a deal with AMC and uh, Cin- Cinem- Yeah.
0: If anything, they kicked it off because of trolls. Exactly.
2: So they're yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah they have direct release. So any movie they release, will right. release 30, 30 days after, on streaming in VOD. They already
1: yeah. What well, yeah. They've, they've they've been doing that, and I think I think Freaky is one of their movies, which just came out in VOD, uh, and that kind of thing. So yeah, it's it, it's it is a thing with AMC. So a- AMC gets a cut, basically, of mo- of the profits mm-hmm. from Universal's video on demand uh, sales, uh, which is cool. It's a cool thing for theaters, uh, but it's probably not going to be enough to save them. And realistically, I I could see the big chains going bankrupt within the next few months, um, yeah. and and possibly and possibly being bought by Amazon, yep. Disney. Yep you know, Netflix and that kind of thing. And then theaters will survive, but they're going to be in a very different form than what they are. And now you're going to have to go to like the Disney theater to go watch the Marvel movie and pay like, you know, a bigger price to watch it. uh, And that kind of thing. So yeah, I don't know. I I think it's a bleak future. I think it's going to be like mega corporate, like theatrical chains. And then like the small indie art house movie theaters that are kind of just struggling to survive. Uh, which I hope, obviously, that they do also. My my, uh, my my indie theater, the Roxy, which is the indie theater near my house in Missoula, Montana, uh, that uh, you know that that's been closed since March. They've never reopened, uh, and you know they they have like a big like you know fundraiser going on right now. They need to raise like fifty thousand dollars by the end of December uh, just to keep the lights on through April. Uh, so Oof. so. Which I think they will do because there's a, hu- there's a huge community support for the Roxy, which is great. They've already raised like ten thousand and stuff like that. But uh, you know, it, it's it is just one of those things where it's like a, every like independent theater is really hurting as a result of this too. Um, and you know, if, if if and when they get to reopen and you know the pandemic ends, uh, they probably wouldn't be showing these kinds of movies. Uh, so it, they could they could potentially thrive as like an alternative to the big studio stuff uh, theoretically. So who, silver lining, maybe who knows.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see, but, uh, you know, it all starts off Christmas, Christmas Day.
1: Yeah, Wonder Woman 1984, which we'll be uh, reviewing on the podcast. I might might go to the movies, Uh, so we'll see how that goes. I'll be contributing to the death of theaters, basically, by watching it at HBO Max, and then...
0: (laughs) I'd love to be invited to that one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) maybe uh, we're, we're considering doing like a Mike and Mike because last year what we did with uh, our, our final episode of the year was the Rise of Skywalker uh, and we sort of had like uh, two of our like kind of frequent guests uh, Kyle and Vin on the podcast and I want to try to expand that this year and have like a Mike and Mike All-Stars uh, so if you guys want to jump on and uh, if, if which I think will probably be like the Monday after Christmas uh, you know let me know I'll, I mean, I'm not an uh, we'll, All-Star yet out. but sure that sounds good yeah, well, Sam's an all-star. all All-Stars plus one <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's fitting. I walked into that one. That's good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All
2: right. right. Uh, Well, this is... Sam,
0: we've reached an hour and 10 minutes. Is this uh, when we turn into pumpkins and go home?
2: Yeah, I should (laughs) do the little wrap-up thingy. So this has been Totally Original Geek News Podcast, a podcast about geek news. Uh, This is a Rapture Press production. If you want to hear more about where you can hear more stuff like this, listen here.
0: For listening to Totally Original Geek News Podcast. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to Rapture Press on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And feel free to check out the rest of our great shows like Mike and Mike Go to the Movies, Jeff Goldblum, a Complete Works podcast, Reclaim the Planet, and Kickstart My, a crowdfunding podcast, all at RapturePress.com. And we're back. So thank you again for listening. <laughs> and thank you, Mike Smith from a, yeah. the amazing Mike and Mike Go to the Movies and Jeff Goldblum of Complete Works for joining us
1: absolutely yeah this was a lot of fun guys thanks for having me
0: cool well Sam um, I guess it's time we say goodbye
2: alright uh, I'm Sam
0: I mean we'll talk again for like several minutes after this but oh no for the <laughs> listeners we'll go there's
2: probably like, like another 30 minutes just like typing yeah. and stuff yeah, but yeah. exactly uh, well I'm Sam And I'm Andrew. And I am Mike. There you go. And we'll see you
0: later. All right. See you guys later.